If you ache for truth, goodness, and beauty, if you're hungry for a Christianity with substance and strength, if you long for a faith that's big and bold and biblical and all about Jesus Christ, if you're inspired by the idea of one church that has spanned 20 centuries, 24 time zones, and two hemispheres, enfolding every race, nation, and language, then you're considering Catholicism. Hi, this is Greg with a quick snapshot episode. So, last weekend, I led a field trip for about 40 people or so to the University of Notre Dame in South Bend, Indiana, which is a few hours away from here. You may have heard of the place. It's, it's kind of a big deal. Now, the field trip was offered through the Lakeshore Academy for the New Evangelization, where I regularly teach classes and lead field trips. Lane offers free online and in-person Catholic learning, a sort of continuing education program for adults. There are dozens of courses in the archive and at least two new ones per year. This particular field trip was a part of a class that I've been teaching in the history of French Catholicism. If you're interested, you can go to lanecatholic.org and sign up for the archived classes and anything that's coming up. Anyway, back to the field trip. We saw all the famous sites on campus. There's the replica of the Grotto in Lourdes, France, where the Virgin Mary appeared to St. Bernadette. There's the football stadium and its iconic Touchdown Jesus, the Newt Rockney statue, the, the Golden Dome over the administration building, and, of course, the beautiful Basilica of the Sacred Heart. Now, that is a truly magnificent church, like something you'd see in Europe. And at the east door into the basilica, carved into stone over the doorframe, is the phrase, God, country, Notre Dame. Now, that's become an iconic part of the Notre Dame identity. The university bookstore, which, of course, our group had to stop by, is full of merch with that motto. In fact, I'm wearing a t-shirt that says that while I record this. But I'm guessing that 99% of the people who see or hear it assume that the motto refers to the university as in a sort of order of loyalties with God at the top, the United States of America second, and the University of Notre Dame third. And in some contexts, especially during and after World War II, the university did promote it that way. They actually only carved it into that east door in the 1960s. But the motto is a double entendre. You can think of it as God, the United States, and the University of Notre Dame. But that's not actually what it says, because Notre Dame is French for Our Lady. So the literal meaning, especially at a school founded by a French priest in 1842, is God, country, Our Lady. But what does that mean? Well, I think it is a hierarchy of priorities like this. First, we must put God first. My evangelical friends might say, well, why not put Jesus Christ first? Well, Jesus is God because we believe in one God and three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Holy Trinity creates us, sustains us, and redeems us. We ought to put God, as in the Holy Trinity, above all things in our lives because he is above all things. 
It's simply acknowledging the most profound reality, the deepest truth of the universe. Second, the motto encourages us to be loyal to our country. Now, notice that it doesn't say America or the United States. Nor does it say humanity or the planet or the global community. It says country. Now, the official language of the Catholic Church is Latin, and in Latin, the word would be patria. Patria is rich with meaning, especially in the history of Catholic thought and the philosophy of St. Thomas Aquinas. In its broadest sense, patria can be translated as fatherland or homeland, but its connotations go far beyond mere geographic or nationalistic terms. It encompasses ideas of community and moral responsibility. Patria evokes virtues of piety, of respect and reverence for your parents, your ancestors, and the heritage that they've passed down. Aquinas considered the love for patria as part of the natural law, as a virtue under the umbrella of justice. According to scripture and Catholic thought, which is so well articulated by Aquinas, we were created as social and political beings with a natural inclination to live in extended communities. Now, Aquinas also acknowledges that there's a sort of tension between our particular loyalties to our family and country and our loyalty to the universal common good, like the church or to all humanity. Catholicism has always stressed a sort of balance where our duty to patria should harmonize with the greater moral order and the universal common good. So, in the context of this motto, country is not just the United States. It means loyalty to your family, your community, your heritage, your homeland. True patriotism gives us an identity wherever we're from. And then we come to Notre Dame, or Our Lady. What does it mean to have loyalty to Our Lady? Well, Our Lady is the model, and thus the pathway, to all virtues and sanctification in our lives. She is the new Eve, the mother of a humanity that has been redeemed and reborn in a new covenant of grace. She's the ark of that new covenant. But she's also the example, the model, of the perfect disciple of Jesus. She was his first disciple. She knew and followed him from the moment that he was conceived in her womb by the Holy Spirit. She was the ark that bore the presence of the Lord for nine months. And then she knew and followed him from the moment of his birth. In fact, she followed him from the manger to the cross. She always believed, always trusted always obeyed. And that makes her the pathway to virtue and holiness. Because if we want to become saints, and why would we not, for the greatest tragedy in life is to have never become a saint, we must follow Jesus. But when we do, we find that his mother blazed the trail ahead of us. And so, this motto that appears over the east door into the Basilica in South Bend, Indiana, and on a million coffee mugs and t-shirts that come out of the university bookstore, like the one I'm wearing now, 
really calls and inspires us to order our priorities this way. First, put God, the Holy Trinity of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, first in your life because he is already first in all things. Simply acknowledge and live into that truth. Second, put your loyalties and duties to your patria, your family, your parents, your neighbors, your community, your heritage, your people, second in your life. We were created in God's image, and he is a trinity of persons. We were made to live with and for others. Be careful that you don't mistake the, what, ephemeral and passing politics of your nation state for true patriotism. But on the other hand, don't over-conceptualize patria as simply vague notions of humanity. You can't love humanity. You can only love actual people. And you begin by loving the people that God has placed closest to you. Because if you can't love them, then how can you claim to love someone on the other side of the planet that you've never even met? Finally, follow the model of Our Lady in perfect love and obedience, and follow the path of discipleship and sanctification that she walked ahead of us. Because if you do all these things, you will follow the formula for success in life that we've talked about many times on this podcast. Be where you're supposed to be, doing what you're supposed to be doing, when you're supposed to do it. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and give us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please visit the website, consideringcatholicism.com. And would you prayerfully consider financially supporting or sponsoring the podcast? You can always get a hold of me on the website or by emailing consideringcatholicism at gmail.com.